1: Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by
2: Twisted Teeth. Yeah. Just do the right thing and yeah. finish strong.
1: Of course, one of the positions really hit hard during those four straight games in primetime was the wide receiver room. And uh, Marcus Freeman says this is about as close to 100% as the guys that were injured, Jaden Greathouse and Jaden Thomas, will be. And it's very interesting that them being 100, but it's going to be the production. And also, Rico Flores was elevated to starter over Tobias on the depth chart. So that's something interesting we'll get to. But this is what Marcus Freeman had to say about the health of the wide receiver room left.
3: He is close to 100% this week than they've been all year. And, um, you know, JT was, was – was probably a step below where he was two weeks ago. So Louisville, he was probably at a higher level in terms of how he felt than he was versus USC, um, which dictate a little bit of what we did with him. And, and Great House has continuously gotten better and better um, with his hamstring. So I think both of those guys will be as close to full go as you'll see all year. And, and that's a week-to-week basis, right? And we, try, we have to do things to try to prevent, obviously, soft tissue injuries from happening and um, we'll, we'll continuously try to do that, but you, know, you, you never know in a game of football.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: I don't know how confident I am that these guys are going to come out and be productive, man. It's almost like this is as close as they've been. I'm not saying they're 100%, but this is as the close as they've been to 100%. It's going to be week to week. Hamstrings.
2: It's- well, they don't take me as a unit that's going to get better as time goes on, especially during the season where where the not producing at a hundred percent, I doubt you're gonna be be producing more at seventy five percent. You know, I don't think we have the mental or physical toughness to get better, more injured yet, especially at our one quote unquote one position, one receiver position. So it is a little concerning for a guy like Rico Flores to, um take over his position of JT because of what we thought about JT coming in. And the expectation for Rico wasn't even I'm sorry, not JT, Tobias. The -hmm. expectations for the two receivers were drastically different coming into the season. And it's not, I don't know if it's more Rico has stepped into something as opposed to just him Mm -hmm being the only one that looks like they want to do something.
1: Just, just opportunity, making plays, you know, making plays against Ohio State, making plays against Duke. But even,
2: even Rico isn't the
1: – And like you said, they came into Louisville like he was the featured
2: wide receiver, bro. Like he was on the poster for the game. Like we were the feature of the team. And that's the concerning part because it's different how we look at Jeremiah Love we're like oh, yeah, that talent is, is, is you know, mm. that's a game-breaking talent. We don't view Rico as a game-breaking talent, as how we've thrusted him into that one position at receiver. It's not like he was just working his way up and was the hidden Zachariah Branch from USC on the team. No, he was just a good receiver coming in he's looking to do his development and make an impact. So... The Coming out of nowhere in the middle of the season aspect Mm. just shows a lot about the talent depth of the older guys. But also, we have a long way to go to having a room full of dudes. Right now, we got a room full of serviceable men, but no special forces, no special ops. We got our, you know, early enlistees, Mm -hmm. the the commanders and chiefs. Hell, we got walk-ons giving pregame speeches hmm. to boost the morale of the receiver room. A walk-on, he didn't get no pot of gold, and and, yeah. and no junior recruiting breakfast and dinner lunch at front of the stadium. He didn't have Marcus Freeman fly to his kitchen. <laughs> he ain't have he didn't have he didn't have Al Washington argue with Brian Driscoll about articles written because he ain't recruiting you hard enough. This kid was just going to school, enjoying his senior year, you know, having a pretty decent football season. Got a got, wrote a bunch of essays and community service letters. Got lucky that he got chosen to Notre Dame, and was like, you know what, intramural's full, full up of, of my dorm. Let me try the real football team. <laughs> he wanted to do intramural. but they was taken. So he said, let me just try out on the football team. And lo and behold, he's the number one receiver in the room. How?
1: I mean, he was on the Cross Scholarship, so. Uh,
2: The man wasn't even, he wasn't going to uh, uh, Friday night Irish lights, Irish invasions. He was on the field next door.
1: (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) <laughs> lucky Lucky Pogs. <laughs>
2: Hold on, that Chelsea out here <laughs> working out Cam Williams yeah. and, and all these top receivers we got. When the leading receiver on the team was on the other field with his lacrosse shoes on, with the sticks out. Hey, national championship
1: lacrosse team. Don't, hey, don't forget that.
2: That's a, that's a champ. He had the real camp next door. Marcus Freeman denying kids to accept scholarships at the at the front of the goo whole time. Dude with knee pads, a couple of cross sticks in his bag. <laughs> Got the mesh jersey on. Carefree. <clears throat> Just happened to lend his service over to the football team and come up in the clutch against a team that we should have blew off the map. Why are we? How did he even find himself in the game? Are we that low on depth where he got to be the – they calling his name out from the – he got his helmet already on. Usually you call a walk-on, he got to go ask another player for the helmet. You know, he got to get a mouthpiece. You know, he got to put his jersey on the right way. This walk-on was standing next to Marcus Freeman. It's like, all right, your time to shine. Like, how is he in the rotation that fast? How are we trusting to walk on with that much responsibility with a room full of, full of recruitment? I know Chasey e. Stucky probably felt reluctant to put him in just because he can't even put his mark on it. You can't put your mark on a lacrosse player. What you going to say in the interview? He wasn't even, in, even in that practice. He'll make the meetings, and he'll be like, Coach, I got to go to a lacrosse game. I'll see y'all boys later. We doing drills. We going over film. And we got a guy that wanted to play middle football, making more plays for the receivers and the receivers recruit. That's embarrassing. That ain't no success story. That's probably the most embarrassing story of the, of the year for the football team. You looking at Marcus Freeman looking at this situation. Where do you go? We need a big time receiver transfer. He already got the in house offensive coordinator. We we working through that. But these recruiting efforts gotta start paying off. Cause the kid from Chicago, Brandon Joseph, you know, we still reeling over that. Jack Coleman, been our best transfer. So far. By mm-hmm. far. So far, by far. <laughs> I would if we had a draft and it was Sam and, and Jack Cone one and two in the draft. I'm taking Jack Cone Hell, would Jack Cone had a full season? Who knows what long, Jack Cone could have
1: did? Don't say that the natives will get restless with you.
2: Hold you on know. now. Hold on now with a full Jack Cone didn't split no time. but we cut a quarterback for the other one.
1: Well, oh, you know. Sam Jack Hartman Gunn is, is <laughs> Sam Hartman is top fifteen in efficiency. love. <laughs> la. top fifteen in offensive efficiency. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the nation.
2: Man, what Jack Cone did is truly special. He like one of them Drake albums that you listen to and you just hate on. Oh, it's trash. It's not the but two or three years later, you put that album back in. <laughs> you be like, you know what? That performance was pretty good, Mister Mister he put together something real, real rememberable. With with the circumstances he was he was dealt with, mm. he's almost putting up a better performance.
3: Something to think about. Hey, man, Dion
1: Cozy close to getting back on the field, and Tobias. Demoted, but they expect to get him involved in the game.
3: Uh, coach, what's up with that? We'll probably start some individual this week. You know, he's probably a little bit behind of where we thought he would be with the, the scope on his uh his knee, but um I still see him coming back here in the next couple of weeks and being able to being available. Um, as far as Tobias, you know, we talked about this today in our meeting. We gotta try and find ways to to get him the ball and, and take some shots downfield with Tobias with his body, his length, his speed. We got to try to continuously find ways to, to truly take shots and not look for just the, the wide open, perfect play. And and that's what at times we can end up doing. We got to take shots and believe that he'll make a play on a 50, 50 ball. And we have full faith that he will.
1: Mm. So we got, we got to take, so after the bye. And self-scouting. They realize they got to take shots with Tobias. And give him a chance.
2: This kid is getting abused. <laughs> this is abuse. I'm walking in the Marcus Freeman's office filing a complaint for abuse. I've been here three years. Y'all done told me I couldn't trust me.
1: No, he's been here two years. He's a south.
2: Felt like three, can't trust me.
1: Or oh, are you talking about Cozy? I'm sorry.
2: Oh, Cozy, he, you know, what Cozy is on it. Cozy is,
1: you know, what there's nothing wrong with Deon Cozy. He just has the normal Notre Dame wide receiver bust out senior season career.
2: Oh, like Javon you hear, McKinley
1: McKinley, like <laughs> you hear nothing from these dudes, Kevin Austin special. Kevin, injuries. Oh, on yeah. the field, And all of a sudden, senior year, uh, Miles Boykin.
2: Yeah, Miles Boykin, sudden, EQ, Chase Claypool.
1: Yes, all of a sudden they just explode senior year and Notre Dame fans are like, where the hell is this man?
2: Yeah, he's, he's going through the typical mm-hmm. uh, gauntlet of whoever, mm-hmm. I don't even know how you describe it. But exactly, mm-hmm. Sean, we won't hear from him until his last possible year of playing. He's mm-hmm. either that or he goes transfers like uh, Williams did to Miami of Ohio, the other receiver. Mm-hmm. But his was more injury. But he's taking a Javon McKinley route. I mean, you would have thought he was psh, bottom of the barrel. But lo and behold, next year he might be the team's leading receiver, 1,000 yards, record breaker, Ben Skoranek, never would have thought we needed mm-hmm. a type of impact. So he's taken care of. JT I'm a little more concerned of just because he was in the spot, lost the spot, got hurt, not really shining as bright as they want him to in that spot. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and, it, and it sucks because we don't really have a, a receiver-friendly type of offense to where you can just, you know, uh, get volume and get better as the year goes on. The tight ends have figured out how to be able to play in this system where you can miss four weeks due to concussion come back and be the team leading receiver. (laughs) Mitchell Evans has been the the blessing we never knew we needed, but damn, you would think that the healthy guys that have been there the whole time would be at least a little more productive Mm -hmm. at the receiver position. So maybe it's just going to take us to get uh, an outlier at the position to shake the room up, to, to challenge the room. I don't think if you look at a situation like this, that the room is even challenging themselves individually. I don't think there's anybody to where, because if if I was in the room, Ian Book would have never played if it came down to me, Deshaun, and Brandon still being in the room. Even if Coach went in there and was like, hey, I want Ian to play, we wouldn't allow it. <laughs> so, 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 so for them to let Rico Flores just jump, Everybody in that room and sit right next to Coach for film. Because we talked about this earlier. Some seats are going to be moved around, but Rico's seat went from in the back, next to the Gatorade container to to holding the clicker with Coach. They done, yeah. moved, J, they done moved JT's seat so far to the right. He damn near thinking he changed a position. He's so damn close to the hallway, you know, because the projector is closer to the other side of the room. And if you get closer to the door, that means you're on your way out or to another position. So for Rico to just go through the whole room and be the number one guy, I mean, I see why Cardinal was like, man, I don't know. (laughs) Do I want to be the number one first day without even practicing? At least I can work my way into Ohio State's rotation because they got guys I can look up to. I can, But what's Rico's example? That's, that's
1: I why know. it was funny when – because, you know, no Dame fans, you know, send me stuff in box trying to be funny and I just shake my head, you know. They were like, yeah, where's, where's Carnell on the bench while Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores are producing. I just shook my head. And I'm like, I'll bet on Carnell's career at Ohio State before I bet on a first-round pick being produced out of this wide receiver room in Notre Dame. (laughs) Dude, like, what are we talking about? Like, every young wide receiver at, at Ohio State has to wait. Everybody. And like you just said, the fact that the freshman had to come in early on. We were like, oh, "Okay, this is a good sign." But now, like you said, it's like, "Yo, I don't know if it's really a positive sign." You have to look at a big picture. You already said they need to go get wide receivers in the portal next season. Cam Williams, I talked to him. Cam Williams is like, because he knows his team is not going to win a state championship. He knows that the playoffs start this weekend. He he's packing his bags already. He can't wait to January to get on campus. You know what I'm saying? He, he wishes he, he could do like Alabama allows their early enrollees to do, which is practice for the bowl game. Yeah. But you know, we'll see man it's a position that uh coming into the spring you felt really positive about it and then all of a sudden some things happen and uh you know well, we'll you know see. yeah man you know you <laughs> there was an issue it seems like it seems like Chris Tyree was just given the slot, you know, and maybe some veteran receivers didn't particularly um, care for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was definitely – You know,
1: and a, then he you have injuries and, and nobody transfers.
2: You know, nobody took the spot. Nobody was thinking they was going to be the starter in that spot because they were mm-hmm. all thinking about –
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
5: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
6: Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football.
1: Keep it twisted.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: Roosevelt Carney. I think Freeman is holding Parker back from running his offense. first of all i think tommy left at the beginning of february if i'm not mistaken first week of february practice started like it was a month out the team had been locked into the playbook jared parker got hired two weeks later you know after the the uh, debacle with the other OC candidates, so you want the Notre Dame players to, like, just discard what they've been studying all offseason and pick up a brand-new playbook two, three weeks before, a month before the spring. Yeah, It's a difficult situation. Jared Parker came before the media and said they're helping me with the playbook, which he was here as the tight end coach, but he talked about it. The players have been studying this all offseason, so that's what we're going to run. So I don't think it's a process of anybody holding Parker back. They knew they were going to continue running, but they've been running since Tommy Reese left. Now, if another OC had come in, I'm pretty sure he would have tried to bring in another coach with him and probably would have come in like, yo, here's the playbook. So I don't know. What I do know is, um, most coaches leave like in January, and Tommy leaving first week in February kind of to some people put the squad in a bond. I don't know how you view that. Left, I've never, I don't know how much time it takes to get acclimated to a brand new playbook. And
2: well, I never knew Parker's offense coming into it, so.
1: Uh, you know, it was a mixture, right, from the places he's been. Um. Uh, so, uh, hey, hey, if you don't have a feel for play calling, really doesn't matter what the playbook is. That's right. <laughs> Even I know that
2: There's definitely definitely a feel to it. So, you either got it or you don't.
1: Even I know that. Um, as we get ready to get out of here, left. It's gonna be some uh wins taken off of uh, the old trophy, some uh big ten titles probably stripped. Um Colin Station. He is the fall guy. Uh somehow, some way he purchased all of the tickets to all of these big 10 games two tickets one across from each sideline they have video this is really turning into a spy gate um have his computer they have his emails his correspondence and even though they might want him to be the fall guy I just don't think Jim Harbaugh in Michigan escape this year did
2: mm.
1: well I really don't I just really don't but this well, is the kicker that doesn't change my mind about the way Michigan has physically beat up Ohio State the last two years though right I don't care what you film. They went out there and just physically beat you up. That's not final. Now, some other nuances, especially with, you know, the passing attack of Ohio State, that can play a factor. But the trenches, hey, Young man has uh, sacrificed himself for the University of Michigan. And, uh, yeah, he probably won't get a power five job
2: for a bit. Pretty crazy circumstance that they're going this hard after Michigan. Um, I think all teams do it in some aspects. So it's one of those things that they must have – piss somebody off on on the wrong level. Uh, Because, you know, I'm convinced everybody does it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things that all of a sudden it's illegal and they want to expose it and make an example out of somebody. But this is a billion dollar industry. And if you don't think these coaches are trying everything to win, then you just not understanding the high stakes football, mm-hmm.
1: and it was funny last week watching all the Michigan fans. You know, where's the proof? Where's the proof? And then Pete Thamel drops that article today. I'm like, oh, word, yeah, yeah this is not good this is not good boy that cat uh jimbo can start heading up i-94 right now love. <laughs> come on man come on come on to chicago bro come on just come on we don't we don't really care we don't really care man
2: You don't care
1: no, we really don't really. We don't, we don't care. We don't care. Jimbo can leave. JJ McCarthy can enter the draft. Like it can all just tumble. It can all just fall apart.
2: It all just fall. It can
1: all just fall apart. Come on. Come on. It is what it is. So we're gonna dig into uh pit a little bit more tomorrow, man. And uh I'm telling you, man, that Devonshire dude, I'm telling you, this kid, I love this kid, man. Man, this kid is, he's one of those irritants that defensive back left. That's like. like- oh, yeah, he's definitely going to get to a shoving match or trash talking match with Rico somebody this weekend. Like, you can guarantee it. But I will say this. He's one of your favorite guys from when you were being recruited, man. I fully expect this pit team to come in and play hard. Uh, they're a Pat Narduzzi team. Mm. I expect Pat Narduzzi to come in and have his team ready to go. I really do. I, I just don't think they have the horses. Okay. You got the third string quarterback from Wake Forest. You know, beating you—that's it's gonna be tough. Last week was uh they the the uh, new quarterback for Pitt, his first road stop and first road start. And Notre Dame is a different beast than on the road at Wake Forest.
2: Yeah, You see I both
1: Lemister—you know he's been running hard, but uh.
2: Got some for that,
1: Sibo. We we gonna have to do some things to you this weekend. That's right. And then Shane Simon. Hey, gonna have to do some offensive lines. Gonna have to, you know. But like Marcus Freeman said in his press conference, he loves the story of Notre Dame players getting their degree and being able to go find playing time elsewhere. And Shane Simon and Sibo Flemister are both examples of, uh, yo, once you commit to Notre Dame, you make that commitment pay off. <laughs> Get that degree. And then go find your playing time somewhere else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Left, anything else?
2: Nah, man. I think we covered it for today. I think we got to it. Lucky Lucky Podcast, man. We appreciate you guys. You know what time it is. Petticoat.
0: Petticoat. pett, Petticoat Junction.
6: It's time to get petty.
3: Oh, we did a good job executing.
6: Now, are you upset
3: with something? And
6: fire up the Petticoat Junction train.
2: I just don't like you. You don't no. What
6: is today's petty history, Petty Junction. Petty Junction.
1: Petty Junction, Petty Historia today, brought to you by Nora Whiskey at Nora Whiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at Nora Whiskey.com. I see you guys in the chat still talking about that offense thing. Dude, your opinion is your opinion, but to say football is football when it comes to playbooks is, I'm sorry, it's just not true. You just can't say, hey, just take any playbook. Playbooks have the max personnel. Playbooks have, you can't. Just, yeah. A- Andy Lugwig isn't using his full playbook this year. You know why? All of his run backs are injured. He's playing a safety at running back, and he's using his third string quarterback now. So he's not calling the same plays that he would call if Cam Rising was the quarterback. That's right. Which is, he would be using the full extent of his playbook instead of watering things down for guys that never started a game. So that's, you just can't say the playbook is the playbook. It's, It's bigger than that. And like I said, you got a full offseason with kids locked in on one playbook, and then you just spring a brand-new playbook here. If it was that easy, Sam Hartman wouldn't be struggling with certain parts of the pro-style offense. That's right. If it was that easy, a six-year vet at quarterback would not be struggling with certain aspects of this playbook. If it was just easy to go from one playbook to another, when your six-year vet struggles with certain aspects, safe to say, it would have been a struggle for some players in the eyes of the coaches. I leave it at that. I'm gonna need uh, Jada Pinkett Smith to stop talking.
2: Oh my goodness.
1: I'm gonna need. Oh my goodness! I need Britney Spears to stop talking. All these memoirs, dude. Like, shut up. Why you? This man is married to Jessica Biel, happily married with a family, and you sitting up here putting out. Yeah, I was pregnant by Justin Timberlake. He forced me to have an abortion. First of all, as much as the fight has been for this is my body. I highly disagree that he fought, he didn't physically force you. He told you he was he didn't want he didn't want a baby. He was at the prime of his career, and you made the decision. Now, if you regret it right now, that's fine. But between you and Jada Pinkett Smith, man, y'all doing too much right now. Putting Colin Farrell's business from back in the day out there, it's, it's just it's too much, left. I who's buying this stuff, bro?
2: you ain't insane that you know we're reporting on stuff like that, but it happens, man. It's pop culture. But yeah, some of y'all, y'all 10 years too late to be talking about this.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Mm,
2: mm,
1: mm. Yo, I watched that clip of James Franklin. It's even worse. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this dude
2: delusional coaches are an epidemic out here. Man, because what are y'all talking about? That cat Kirby was talking a little trash today. He rightfully so. He should. Okay, I
1: Kirby he was like, Yeah, we, we gonna miss 19, but we gonna be ready. I said, Oh snap, Kirby. Yeah. letting you know. Yo, you experienced that uh that joint at Jacksonville. Is it one of the uh craziest things, the biggest cocktail party?
2: Uh it's open and I just think the setup allows a lot of crazy stuff to take place, but we wasn't that good during that time, so uh, it was very one sided. So I don't know what it was like outside the stadium, but Jacksonville Stadium is pretty small. So it was a good environment in, in the stadium, but outside the stadium, you could see how it can get pretty crazy. It's just so open, you know. It's one of those concert open parking lot type of setups. So you just know that it's a lot of, uh, it's hard to keep everybody under the law. <laughs> so I
1: think uh, this week, we're going to have a special guest. We just have to confirm a uh, former Notre Dame wide receiver, Bobby Brown. There you go. The originator of the Afros, America's finest receivers on Saturday.
2: I'm trying to get Isaac on board as well this week. Absolutely. Stay tuned for TikTok Hall of Famer, I guess, Absolutely. Isaac Rochelle. I mean, he's big time.
1: Man, that's what we do. We continue to spin a different Apple Podcast, Spotify, Audio Edibles you too we appreciate you subscribe that thumbs up smash it for us and hit that notification bell so every time we go live you'll know but left sd2 mics man have a great evening enjoy the 49ers smacking the vikings and keeping them in last place in that nfc north you know no ain't fans i understand you frustrated i understand right you would love to feel like Kansas City Chiefs fans. I understand. And, yeah. and let me let me be prophetic. The day is coming. The day is coming. The day is coming. I promise you. The day of quarterbacks that can actually affect the game with their arms and their legs. Actually make and put points on the board against really good teams. And wide receivers that can make big plays in those games. It's coming. Just hold on a little while longer. Because, you know, you want to be like Kansas City Chiefs fans that hear from the media that the Chiefs are struggling offensively. And like I told you, left the narrative is out there. But if you look at the offensive stats, the Chiefs are top five in just about every offensive category with a struggling offense. It must be nice, left
2: Must be nice.
1: You must be nice. So, in the future, look forward to being just like Chiefs fans, Notre Dame fans. Your day is coming. Your day is coming. Congratulations to Notre Dame uh Heritage and Legacy James Flanagan, tight end from Notre Dame Academy in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'll forgive you from being from Green Bay, Wisconsin. But congratulations on your commitment to Notre Dame. No need for us to break down the film. He plays tight end, so we know he's going to play. And he's going to play well in Notre Dame. And, And dude. Every tight end that walks into that room ends up playing and playing pretty good and getting to the league. Right? So it is what it is. Oh, Taylor Swift. And Patrick Mahomes' wife, y'all on a petty train, too. That was some of the corniest stuff I, I saw yesterday. The celebrations do better. That was mad corny. We out of here. It's been a different
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?